happy Sunday to all of you. December 27th, 2020, and in uh, honor of 2020, we figured the year of the mask, why not in 2020 with starting off Sunday wearing <laughs> our masks, even though they are festive masks today. Yes. Um, we just thought it would be, uh, we had to at least wear a mask one time online yes. for 2020. In honor of 2020. Yes. <laughs> uh, so, uh, needless to say, uh, what a year this has been. And this is a year of firsts for a lot of things for us. Um, and a lot of changes. Um, but um, I say, I, I don't know why I'm saying it. It's not like 2021 rolling over, everything's going to change. But I think we can at least... Celebrate because we, this is the last time we will be coming live in the year 2020. Yes. So that's an accomplishment. But also, too, for 2021, we're a little bit more prepared. We've been doing, or... <laughs> as much as we can be, yes. Prepared in theory, mentally, of what we've been going through. Correct. Um, maybe not prepared in actual application. Correct. But in theory, mentally, yes. we're going into 2021 differently than we went into 2020. Correct. Because so 20... that's an up. That's, you know, that's right. a positive. Yes, because for us, when we started 2020, we did not start in this house. Yeah. We, uh, we were living in the basement of my parents. They were gracious to allow us to live there. So by the end of 2020, we are not only in a new home, but we are now... Uh, broadcasting every Sunday from home, um, but yes. we are prepared. And uh, I know sometimes we talk about that as if it is kind of depressing. Well, and also, too, we did not start this in our home. True. We were meeting. True. We didn't start 2020 yeah, no. in our home. We started it, for those of you in our Antioch West family that have been with us now pre-pandemic, um, we started, we were in Crofton at the beginning of this year. Were we in Crofton at the beginning of this year? Yeah. Oh yes. my goodness, y'all, help us. This year has. Mm -hmm. We were at Crofton. For those of you a part of an Antioch West family, can you imagine that? It feels like. I believe we were, yeah. Yes, because we didn't we move to, to Severn to March. Mar Was it March? Yeah, because we were only in Severn two Sundays before we shut down. Yes, yes. Y'all, that feels like ages. Wow. You are right. Yeah. Wow. We have come a long way, we Antioch West. West. We have. Now, we a lot of you have joined through. with us in the last nine months, a part of this journey. So you have come uh, as a part. And we have so many, I mean, so many amazing people now that are connecting with us that don't even live in the same state we're in. So many amazing people. Um, and uh, I don't even want to start naming names because I forget somebody. Yeah. But that being said, there's another group of you uh, that have been with us that are our local Antioch West family that we started in Crofton this year. I didn't even, for some reason, that didn't even dawn on me until just now. And we were in Crofton. And then we spent two we... weeks in Severn. Mm -hmm. And then and we then... had one week of small group only Sunday mm -hmm. because that's where we did a, our first virtual broadcast in 2020 came at uh, Brant and Jen Nielsen's life group. We did it there, 
because they they uh, allowed us to broadcast from their home. Yes. And then everything shut down, and we set up a very simple system here in our basement and started chucking away, and now here we are, and um, we pretty much have a full, full-blown studio, and we are making some changes. Uh, we've spent nine months looking at this shelf that we almost, by the way, side note, in case you're wondering, we're just we're having a little moment here today. Uh, I know it's Sunday, and uh, it is supposed to be, we're serious, but come on, folks, it's 2020. This Sunday, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. It's two days after Christmas. You got a little bit of Christmas hangover. A lot of you are, uh, it's so, so we are understanding that. So we're taking it a different approach today. So uh, roll with us. Uh, some of you probably are still sitting there in your PJs. You just made your coffee. And uh, if you went outside today and you live here in Maryland, you knew that it was uh, extremely cold. So you're probably sitting there trying to be comfortable. A few of you are on vacation in warm destinations. I hope that you get a sunburn and end up today burnt to a crisp. Y'all know who you are. For the rest of us who are freezing our buns off. Anyways, funny part. When we moved, we had nowhere for this thing to go. Not to get into our home decorating conundrums, but we didn't have any place for this thing to go. We attempted possibly to give it away, but for some reason, it didn't work out. We kept it. Lo and behold, we did not know that this little fellow back here would become our nine-month backdrop. And as much as it's been annoying between this and these two lovely trees that we bought at home, not like at home, the store at home during the pandemic. Um, By the way, the price of artificial trees has gotten out of hand. We need to do something about that. However, better off purchasing real. Yeah, seriously. (laughs) I mean, it's legit. Uh, I believe, I know I'm ratting myself out here. I think the tags are still on these. No, I took them. Oh, off. you did. Okay. I did. Oh, thank they God. They were on for a few months, thank and God then for I Kate. realized we didn't need them. Yes, off. thank, thank. And then I took them off. Right. Now. Thank God, God for Kate. Took the text. Anywho, <laughs> now that we are sort of in this semi-permanent setting, um, and we will get back together again. I, I say that because when I say that, everyone starts to panic and say, "Oh my God, we'll never see each other again." We will. No, we will. We will. Um, however, we are trying to follow the leading of the Lord, and God has led us to this point and I want to make the statement clear again I've said this so many times this year but I want to make a statement to the Antioch West family for those of you that consider Antioch West your home church we are not here because of COVID we're not here because of the government we're not here because we don't have a facility we are here because God ordained us to be here We are in the perfect plan of God. We are not doing what we're doing as a reaction to our circumstances. Our circumstances may have been the thing that placed us in the situation, but we are in this situation because we are God-led and God-driven. And therefore, I don't want you to get the impression that we are simply sitting around waiting for COVID to go away and waiting for the for schools or facilities to open back up so we can go back to where we were. I'm telling you this in the Holy Ghost. I know we were joking around for a minute, but let me tell you something in the Holy Ghost. 
We at Antioch West are in the perfect plan and will of God. You can mark that down in your book. We are not here because of COVID. We are not here because we don't have a facility. I cannot stress that hard enough. And I feel the Holy Ghost here for a moment. We are here because we're in the perfect plan of God. God is trying to do something. Lives are being touched and changed that go beyond what we can see and the scope that can be measured in the in the traditional concepts of church membership or church impact. And I'm not saying any of those are wrong, but we are seeing lives changed and lives touched. Some of you watching today that don't even live in Maryland, your lives are being touched and changed by what God's doing here from our basement because it's God ordained. And we don't even know how far that's going to reach. So for those of you that were with us pre-pandemic, that are still sort of trying to find out and figure out where things are going. Let me help you out here. We've already made the transition of not what we go back to, but what we go forward to. We're not sitting here going, okay, God, all right, help us get through this so we can go back to where we were. If we simply go back to where we were after nine months of doing this, what have we done? I talked about this on Tuesday Talk. It was It's the biggest... It's a joke. Forgive me for saying that. And I'm not speaking again. I have to say this because a lot of times I know my words can be misunderstood. I'm only speaking of Antioch West. I'm not speaking of any other church that has gone back to certain facilities and doing certain things. Everybody has to follow God how how, how they see it and God leads them. If we're all doing the same thing, I don't think that's all. I don't think I'm going to say something that's going to come across maybe... People won't agree with me. Won't be the first or the last time someone. I think if we were all doing the same thing, that wouldn't be a good thing. Because there's 7.8 billion people in this world. And and those 7.8 billion people, everybody's different. So God knows exactly what people need and can position. And certain people and certain, like there's people that I can reach that my wife can't reach. And there are people that she can connect to that I can't connect to. So if we're the same people doing the same thing, we miss that. Mm-hmm. And so therefore, we can't look around and say, well, we're doing this. We're not better or, or advanced. We're simply following God's plan and purpose. And, and I have no idea why I'm saying all this. Or just worse. To... You said better or advanced or worse. Yeah, or we're... sometimes it feels that way. Yeah, we are. It feels I mean... like we're the black sheep. Yeah, I can't be... I, yes, <laughs> you wouldn't imagine the conversations we've had... Coming on here every Sunday and sort of the mental battles we've had to deal with for my wife and I sitting here. And let's just, you know, we're sitting here. We have, I'm not wearing a suit. I'm sitting in a chair. I don't even have socks on. I have to, I've said this a bunch. I want people to see. I'm going to throw it up there real fit. Look, look, real quick. Where is it at? There it is. Okay. I just wanted to show a little... Because people think I'm lying. I don't even have socks. I don't think they think you're lying. They I just broke they the internet. Well they broke know. the internet. They're like, did he just show his foot? I had to show you this. But I'm saying that from the standpoint of we're sitting here today and there's a mental side for us during this journey where we have struggled Absolutely. with feeling like a fish out of water. I guess that would be the easiest way to say that, even though that's a a mild way of saying it. The mental battles we've gone through. uh, But every time we go back to the Lord in prayer, God reminds us of what I just shared with you. 
He's done this. He's in control. He's the one ordaining this. And every time I go read the scripture, I don't know. And again, I say this, and when I say this, I know it's going to come across as if I'm contradicting my last statements about uh, certain things. But I just feel like if Jesus was here, I feel like he might be doing something like this, where he's just sitting, connecting, and sharing you and mean ministering in body, in body. yes here. if yes yes here if jesus was physically here in 2020 like he was 2000 years ago i feel like this is what he would be doing i don't feel like he would be doing things in certain patterns i don't feel like he'd be he he would i think this is where he was and i don't say that it just reminds us again of the journey and the path god has brought us on but it hasn't come easy mm-hmm. it's been extremely challenging mentally uh, for us, I mean, I said this a couple weeks ago. In 40 years, I have not, I've only one time missed back to back Sundays of being in a church service in 40 years of my life. You tell this a lot. Because it's that, and I know, but it's crazy. But now we're on nine months. And we're still here. Still here. I don't know. I have no idea. It could be. It could just be it you could and just I. Could be you and I. Because we have no ability to tell <laughs> who's watching today. Everyone may well, be sitting there. Well, also too, Antioch West has been a, for the leaders. Today has been a little different. So yes. we're kind of wondering if the leaders are Correct. even watching. All of our so, leaders we but gave. God knows. Yes. <laughs> if you're a part of Antioch West today, there are no small groups today. No life groups today. Not because we don't believe in life groups. Obviously, they are the backbone of what we do. But in Respect and honor of yes. our amazing life group leaders yes. who have worked so hard this year. I have not taken no not Sundays very off. Many Sundays off, or and anything. the headaches that they've dealt with with Zoom technology. Um, oh, in yes. case you don't know this, because it's not really something we publicize, they come on at nine a.m. We have a Zoom meeting at nine a.m. They have to listen to me talk for thirty to forty-five minutes. Then they have to listen to me it's talk an hour. another hour. <laughs> I'm going to put the mask on you. Then they listen to me talk another hour here on Sunday morning. And then, again, we have um, a small group. So, in honor to them today, so we don't have... our it. leaders go from 9 to almost 2 o'clock. Yeah, 1 to 2 o'clock all online. So, in honor of them today, we gave them all the Sunday off. There is no right at home. So, we said all that to say, we're not sure who's out there. So, <laughs> if you're watching today, you're one of the few. But who knows? Um, everyone may still be watching Hallmark. I don't know. Is Hallmark? Hallmark okay. is still. It's us and Jesus. It is. Yeah. It is. He's here. I feel as him. As long as we have Jesus, yes. we've got everything. Praise God. Amen. Hey, God I believe that. <laughs> so, <laughs> that any... was not a joke. No, it's true. Amen. Thank God for that. We still have Jesus. But uh, we just, what a journey it's been. And I know we have, 2020 has been a year of constantly updates and things of that nature. But uh, what a what a crazy year it's been. But I am excited about what God is doing. I'm excited about where God is taking us. Um, I sit here today not knowing where all of it's going to end up. I know I'm supposed to. You know, supposed to have. You're supposed to have all the answers. But the Lord has taken us one day at a time. One day mm-hmm. at a time. Um, and so here we are, but it was a different Sunday. We pray. And, um, as was said before, 
Today's a struggle. It was a struggle for us. Not going to lie. We have grumpy kids because they've had too much Christmas. We already put out like five fires today. We had a Nutella waffle fire. An orange juice fire. Oh, yes. Um, We had already seven tattletales and eight meltdowns. And it's not even time. And it was our dog. Oh, and and our dog. Yes. So meltdowns. Yes. So, anyways, that being said, um, we wanted just to go back over just real quick one more time, a little recap of 2020, and a preparation for 2021, just in case. So we put a collection of items that make 2020 what they are. We started off this morning with. Our famous masks. Our masks. Mm-hmm. By now, we had this on Right at Home a couple weeks ago. Uh, we did a little survey. How many of you own about 10 different, at least 10 different types of masks? <laughs> and remarkably, the uh, the list was actually pretty large of how many people own 10 or more masks. Yeah, I was surprised. Good, good amount, yeah. Um, so that was interesting. However, no one, I said this on Right at Home, Nobody, and I mean this, I don't even know if a mask factory has more masks than uh, Alice Wright, the 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 Bishop S of Antioch. Uh, no, she's the first lady. She's the first lady of first Antioch, lady. Um, uh, the Apostolic Church, Inc., which is the, the umbrella. She is the first lady. I stumbled upon her mask stash, and I have to admit, I was shocked. She has a box about this big, about this high, and literally, it's all different types of masks for every single outfit imaginable. And material. And and design. I mean, like, Um, yeah. Uh, it was amazing. It was amazing. I may actually have to have her let me borrow that one <laughs> Sunday so I could show you how that is. Anyways, however. All right, yes. So the, the top, top products. products. Mm-hmm. Uh, so number one, I don't know if these were in order because all of them were important, but obviously 2020. This, although we should have left, less, left this for last. Yes. Because this was hard to get. <laughs> how many of us... We'll look back oh, at 2020 as the year of the TP. I wish we would have done a tree. That would have been that really been, fun. Uh, we did have toilet paper ornaments on our tree <laughs> this do. year. Uh, we did find a toilet paper ornament that says 2020. Okay. Um, so uh, Classic yes. paper towels. It's amazing to me that this <laughs> sums up. This is our sum, summation of 2020, folks. And I don't know... Could you really get this prior to 2020 like Oh, yeah, this? I'm sure. Yeah, you could. This yeah. was easy to get yes. now, later. I yes. could not get this in the beginning. This was traded on the black this market for This probably would have been $200 oh, easy. when we first started. I couldn't get this in the beginning. This was easy. obviously, I think I got this about a month or so ago. Yeah. So. Uh, no, put that up. we got to see oh, all of it together. Okay. Sorry. All right. And obviously, the most important in and. Oh, and I just got these. Yes. Just got them, I think, a week ago. So, a week and a half ago. So, yes, these were not in the beginning of COVID. So, in the so, end, yes. this sums up 2020. 2020, the year of the disinfectant. Mm-hmm. Um, but the top uh, products. It is. And um, 
it's amazing to all of us, some of these products, for those of us who do not work in the medical community, these have become a part of our everyday life. Certain things that we took for granted literally became traded on the black market. Uh, things that we go in the store and would find every day became scarcity. And there's certain things you would never thought you would ever see again because they were sold out. But this is 2020, mm -hmm. but also it is a guide to 2021. Because folks, I have to admit to you, still, we're still in it. But we just wanted to kind of give you that visual image one more time of 2020. In case they didn't. In case you forgot the year of 2020. But one other thing we'd like to share with you, and it's very heart performed because we are two days from Christmas. And uh, again, we hope all of you had a wonderful and safe Christmas. Um, but we were going to play this last week. Yes, at Right at Home. And Right at Home. And we had a little technical difficulties for some reason. Um, but the Lord knows. So we want to share this. And I, I just thought it was a very beautiful summation of, of just the spirit of, what would you call it? The spirit of the holidays? Is that a way of saying it? I guess. I guess. This was just a very heartwarming thing. So we wanted to share this with you this morning um, because... Well, and we're not... Because we're not doing right at home. We're not doing right at home. So this is kind of a little right at home taste to you this morning. But I wanted to share this with you today because uh, we thought it was beautiful and just, it was just beautiful. Well, it's a it's a commercial. A commercial. But it's just a really warm, heartfelt okay. one. So if, you're, if you haven't paid attention and you've turned off, come back on. <laughs> You'll enjoy this next three minutes. Promise. Come back. Then we'll get into the spiritual stuff. You can leave again. We'll just, I'm just joking. But seriously, uh, this was awesome. We wanted to share this with you this morning. It's just our little Christmas gift to you today. Maybe they can put it that way. I feel like they're waiting for the punchline. There really isn't a punchline. It's just something beautiful. We wanted to share. Yes, it's a share. We share from our hearts to you. Feliz Navidad. <laughs> Huh? 
You cried again. It got you again. You've watched that uh, ten times, and it still got your got you teared up. But you know what? Seriously, in in in, in not trying to take something and um, capitalize on it, but I think one thing that really I, that was a beautiful holiday message. I what love love that. But I think there's something else to that. That when I was watching it, for some reason this time watching that, um, it reminded me a little bit of something. I think one of the hardest things about 2020, for me personally, can't speak for you, and I don't know, Kate, if you feel this way or not. By the way, if you're new here, my name is Joel. This is Kate. We're the pastors here of Antioch West. Um, But I think one of the hardest parts of 2020 was the sort of groundhog day hog day feeling it was the treadmill feeling as if we were just repeating the same thing over and over again and not making any progress it was just feeling like we're just repeating the same thing over and over again that feel like that way to you that was part of it i'm not saying that was maybe not the hardest for you but one of the hardest is just like yeah that wasn't the hardest for me the hardest for me was um living with me (laughs) you could say it it's true Kate (laughs) is I guess just the loss of connection Um, because even though we're here and we're looking at literally a camera um, I just I miss the connection with people family hugs yes so much we um, ended up going to someone's house we had to drop something off to them and lo and behold there was a group of just a couple like two or three and of our ANAC West people and it just brought tears to my eyes because some of them I haven't seen in nine months and we've seen through zoom or this way or right at home but Mm. it's just that's been something that's been a challenge for me because I'm very much I guess as a female I'm very much into connection especially with my Antioch West family and wow, you guys are really my family. And mm. I have, for me, because as a mom, I feel like every day sometimes is the same day over and over again, but the loss of connection of seeing some faces that are family to me weekly, I, I've i missed that. So for me, that's, and that's kind of what that um, <clears throat> reminded me of is family. And not family as in just my family of five or my in-laws or you know, my parents or, you know, my brothers and sisters, it's you guys because you guys are my family. I see you weekly. We are, I mean, I know about your lives. You know about my life. I just, you're family. Family. And in Equest, it goes, I mean, we always think family is, you know, if you share the same blood. But I have some people that I share the same blood, and we are not the same connection as some of you. And to me, it's more, I mean, we are spiritual blood, yes, but... It's just you guys, you're my family. And so not being able to see some of my family for nine months has been hard. And Zoom and virtual and electronics just doesn't do it for me. So that this was kind of, to me, just a reminder of how important family is. So. I understand, yeah, the, and just the importance of how we as human beings uh, desire connection and mm-hmm. companionship and... Um, you know, our world is increasingly 
trying to separate us into our technological bubbles uh, where our interaction becomes filtered through a screen or a keyboard. Um, and again, uh, there's nothing wrong with that, hence we're doing it today. But I think you're right, it's that. And I think it goes back to the second, the, the, the part of that that really spoke to me. It's funny how I was going back to our thing, everyone's different, so it, it talks to everyone differently. You see connection because that's so huge in our increasingly disconnected world um, where people are choosing some of it through COVID. But let's be honest, this was happening prior to COVID where families would sit around mm -hmm. and all of us are on our device or, you know, you know, where to sit around a table for dinner and talk as a family is well, extremely rare. No, and that's true because I think this was prior to prior to COVID. I think because we had newly moved into our no, home. It's, no, it's right. It was maybe a month into COVID. Okay. So there was this little boy, forgive this short little story, but um, there was this little boy in our neighborhood um, that came to our door and we were just getting ready to sit down to dinner. And... Um, it was dinner time and he asked if my kids could play and I had just asked him, I said, no, we're actually getting ready to sit down and or I said to him, no, buddy, I'm sorry they can't come out and play. We're just getting ready to sit down to dinner. And I asked him, I said, aren't you eating dinner? Um, and he said, um, no, ma'am, we don't do family dinners. Hmm. And there was just something. And again, I know all dynamics of family. Um, we're very blessed to be able to, I know there's different types of, you know, families, there's different dynamics, there's different things. So I, I did not mean anything critical, but it, there was just something inside of my heart where the way he had said it, it like just made me want to invite him to dinner with us. It was just, and I know some families, they don't, I mean, parents are working. Um, the family dynamic is not what it used to be um, for many reasons. Um, not necessarily because of relationships, but because of the way, I mean, it's most of the time two, two um, parent income households, or if it's a single parent household, the mom is, or the dad is working two jobs or three jobs. And so I, I didn't mean anything critical by that because I know there's so many different dynamics. There's so many different things. I mean, there is no normal family anymore. Um, so it relative, just, yeah, exactly. normal is relative. So... I don't know, just for him, the way he said that, you could tell um, he was disappointed by mm. that. And so just going back to your point on that, um, it's just, it's, you know, it's hard to have the traditional, you know, sit down because it's just all of our lives are very different. So yeah. I was just. No, but I think, that, I think that's that song, it reminds me of that song that was came, I think it came out this year. I think Jeremy Camp is the guy who sang it, Keep Me in the Moment. And um, I think there's this sort of, you know, 2020 has accelerated it, but it was already here. Um, which is one of the things I've said several times about 2020. I don't believe for a lot of us, I'm talking about internally, I'm not talking about external world, but internally, I don't think COVID caused anything. I think it revealed a lot of stuff that was already there. It just may have sped it up or whatever you want to say it, but there's a lot of things we were already dealing with, and I'm going to get to that in a minute, why I say that, um, that COVID simply just sped up or possibly pulled the cover off even greater. Um, but 
I think um, the greater point to all of this is that, you know, we're talking about connection and we're talking about um, just sort of being disconnected and, 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 and needing that connection. But there was stuff that's already happening pre-2020 uh, that were kind of the way of our world and it's been accelerated even more in 2020. And that's a that's a dangerous thing to go get into. Obviously, we know that it is the power of connection. Um, as my wife said, it's just kind of surreal, if you could use that term, that some of you we have not physically seen in nine months. It's just bizarre uh, to think that, um, but just the way it is. And and I go back to the original thing I said earlier. It's all God ordained. God knows. Um, but I think as I watched that video and you spoke to connection, and the other thing to me it spoke to is the danger sometimes we fall into, and that is the difference between living for something and existing in something. And I think what the beauty about that commercial that really spoke to me was here's this uh, grandfather, obviously, who was older, and because of whatever reason, had got to the place physically where uh, he wasn't able to do certain tasks and he was his body was decaying. But when he had something he was shooting for or a goal in mind or he had vision, little scripture here where there's no vision, people perish, all of a sudden he was able to push past and get stronger in areas. And I think that's the danger. Sort of there's this two-edged sword. And I'm glad you brought in the connection because I think there's a two-edged sword here. That connection piece, which really keeps us grounded. And then there's that other piece, that vision side of things that keeps us moving forward. Both of those have been challenged this year. But both of those are how we're built by God because God made us. All the way back in the the very beginning in, in Genesis, it's not good for man to be alone. I don't believe that was just talking about physical man and woman. I think that was talking about the construct that God created man to need companionship. Fair fair statement? And I think when you combine that with this idea that we're going through this proverbial groundhog day where it just seems like we're kicking the can, I think we all can be reminded that the most powerful thing that we possess, I say most powerful, I don't think you could, that may be too strong a language, it, a powerful thing that we possess because there's others, as believers, is hope. Because we as believers do not hope in things that we can see. But we as believers hope in that which we cannot see. And I can't tell you how many times you've said, maybe not this verbatim, but you've said throughout this year something along the lines of uh, in the dark, in the struggle, in the midst of it, uh, you you believe and trust God has a purpose and a plan. And even in the darkest of the times where you mentally, emotionally, whatever it might be, want to give up, you can go back to, you know God has a plan. And that plan sparks that light of hope. Some days it's dim. Other days it may be a raging fire. Other days it may be a small flickering of a candle. 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 But, it's hope. And I think here we are at the end of 2020 and we are living in a world where people are grasping for hope. 
And I'm not here, this is again, I know a touchy subject, but we uh, are uh, seeing the, the rollout of a vaccine. And many people are, were, you know, on the fence to, to vaccinate or not to vaccinate. Is it good for you? I am not a medical expert and uh, I'm not getting to that because if you want to get a hot to- button topic, just say vaccination all of a sudden. I mean, goodness gracious, you might as well throw a piece of meat between two dogs because it's going to like, it's just going to go crazy. But people are basing their hope in, well, we have vaccination or hoping who who's in charge of the government. But can I be honest with you? I'm going to show you in just a second. That has nothing to do with hope. That's false hope. Because Paul reminded us in Romans chapter 8, if we hope in that which we see, we have no hope. But if we hope in things that are not seen, this is true hope. And I think the difference between us as believers and those who are let me say it this way, non-practicing believers. I don't want to stereotype someone, but I'll just say non-practicing believers. Is not the fact that somehow we were immune to 2020. I mean, we we dealt with 2020 as if everyone else is. I mean, we put it on here on the table as a little bit of a joke, but we dealt with the same thing. We we walked into the grocery stores looking at these shelves. We walked in at praying, God, let there be food on the shelf we can buy and purchase. Yeah, because we had just moved. Yeah. We were not stocked. We didn't no. have any. We had just moved into a new, an, a, meaning a previous home, into a new home. And I had to set my alarm at 6 a.m. to make sure we got to the store in time to hopefully hope for that there would be food. Yeah. And that was... Very interesting. Not fun. It brought up a lot of memories of when I was a kid and we didn't have food. And so that was just, you know, I went to God again and said, okay, Lord. And I prayed. And for some of you that may be too spiritual or think I'm crazy, I did. We were on our way in our van. And I said, Lord, we need meat. I'm not prepared. I don't have anything. And this is not, oh, I just, I have a few things. on. We didn't have anything. And I said, God, I mean... And I, and I know how to make do. I know how to survive if I have to. Been there, done that since I was a kid. There were a lot of times as a child, my parents, they couldn't make it. And thank God the Lord led people to our door that gave us groceries because we didn't have anything to eat. I mean, that was my childhood. And so bringing reminders of that um, wasn't fun. And so I, I told the Lord, okay, you're my provider. Um, I know you've. I know you've got something, and sure enough, we got there, and they had just put out some fresh meat, and I was very thankful. And I don't say that jokingly. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure I could have called a friend or somebody and said, you know, if it got really bad, but God is my provider. But that, to me, that that was a big deal, setting my alarm so that I could get to the grocery store. And I know, sadly, some of you have lived like that a, a lot of your life. But you know what? I do believe God is a provider. He has shown it many times, but not to take over on that. But, yeah, that was not fun and isn't fun. But I think that goes back to if, 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 if that's your 2020 existence or your everyday existence. Ultimately, this, the answer is still the same. Because even in all of that, and setting your alarm or whatever, the, the, the trepidation or the fear or the uncertainty of what the current circumstances were bringing you, or, you know, back in the beginning, especially in the beginning of March and April, 
you know, do we sanitize everything? Do we wipe down everything? You know, you, you was just, you were walking into stores and seeing, you know, people and you just are afraid that you're kind of dodging the air around them because you don't really know. It's just crazy. Whether that's your existence or maybe you're just existing from day to day and 2020 just feels like it's just a continuation of your sorry life. The answer still remains the same. And the answer goes back to there's only true hope, one true hope. And if you're here today, and this is, again, we, we laid all this on the table to let God lead us today. And so he has gradually led us to this point. If your hope today is in anything outside of Jesus Christ, you have no hope. If your hope lies in anything, and as believers, I'll be as transparent as to say this, not every day you feel a giant flame of hope. There's some days you have just some embers, but God's love and his presence can blow on the little embers of your life to create that flame of hope. To know that in the middle of all this, we have a hope that this is not the end. And it's not because we'll get through COVID and we'll, because who's to say when COVID's over, something else is not going to come down. Who's to say that when we get through COVID, everyone is finally eradicated and we reach whatever herd immunity, whatever is necessary for us to, to get through COVID, that some other little virus doesn't start crawling its way out of hiding and ravage the world again. Who knows that? The Bible does say in the last days there'll be uh, perilous times, pestilence and plagues and all kinds of stuff that will ravage the world. Who's to say that? So in all that, we cannot hope in things that we see. We've got to hope in that which we cannot see. Because in the midst of all this, what has carried us the most has not been powerful manifestations of the presence <coughs> of God. We haven't had angels floating in our house. There have been times where we've asked the question, God, are you, where are you? Hello? God, just want to make remind you we're still here in case you forgot. Now, maybe you are so spiritual and you just, Jesus, are first cousins. You've never had that. For the rest of us, there are times we feel that way. And oh, by the way, we're in good company because I do believe there was a character in the Bible in their darkest moments that said, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? So you might want to read him, look him up in the Bible. He's a pretty pivotal character. But he felt that way. We felt that way. But the spark that we feel that we consider today in the midst of all the 2020 and all the stuff and the uncertainty of 21 and go, you know what? We have confidence. It's not because our confidence is in somehow it's going to change. Not in confidence that somehow whatever medical breakthrough or in some way, you know, whoever is in charge of the government or whatever checks they send in the mail to us is going to be the answer it ultimately comes down to we have hope because we believe and our hope lies in Jesus Christ. And I'll say this, if it never changes, that's the power of hope. Hope is not in if it will change. Right. Hope is if it never changes. Yeah. Ooh, do you feel that? I got to say that mm -hmm. again. Yeah, back it up. Say that one more time. 
You think hope is, I'm going to believe because it's going to change. Woo! Come on, somebody. There's a moment here. we got to have a little moment. That's some revelation flowing right now. I can feel the Holy Ghost speaking to somebody. The revelation. You believe, if you haven't heard anything we've said today, listen to me. I'm telling you something in the Holy Ghost. We think hope is if it's going to change. And therefore, when it doesn't change, we lose hope. But hope transcends change. Hope is, even if it doesn't change, I have hope. Because this world is not my home. I'm just passing through. My treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the blue. The angels beckon me from heaven's open door. I can't feel at home in this world anymore. Oh Lord, don't you know, I have no friend like you. If heaven's not my home, then Lord, what will I do? The angels beckon me from heaven's open door. I can't feel at home in this world anymore. My hope doesn't lie if things are going to change in this life. Because, to be honest with you, that's not hope. Hope is not if things are going to change in this life. Hope is, it doesn't matter if things never change in this life. I've got hope that whether or not I breathe my last breath in this life or Jesus Christ calls me home in the rapture. My hope is that one day, whew, I, feel the, I feel the love and the power of Jesus Christ. One day it's going to change in the twinkling of an eye. When Jesus Christ says, well done, thou good and faithful servant, I'm going to step from the temporal into the eternal. I'm going to step into the places where rust and, 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 and dust corrupt, but I'm going to step into the eternal where treasures that never grow old. I'm going to step out of this old life where I'm worried about what's coming down next to walking in the place where where it's no more sorrow, no more pain, no more goodbye. We can see it here today with hope today because our hope does not lie in this life. It may never change. Well, I'm telling you, come on, you need to hear what I'm saying in the Holy Ghost. This is You can feel the change in the Spirit. God's trying to tell somebody something today. Your hope has been that you believe God's going to change. And then guess what? It never changes, and you lose hope. You've got to get out of That's not hope. Well, I hoped my loved one was, I believed and hoped that my loved one was going to live, and they died. I hoped that God was going to provide, but I lost my house. I lost my home. I didn't have food. My kids suffered, whatever. But that's not what hope's about. Hope is not in what this life will bring me. Hope is in what I am offered and promised when this life is over. I have run my race. I have finished my course. I laid a, that laid before me a, a prize, a treasure that I can see ahead of me. That's like that man every day got up and lifted up his hands just to practice holding up that, that kettlebell to get ready for something that's to come. I can get up every day and lift up my proverbial hands to heaven and go, God... Today I've got to deal with a bunch of stuff. I don't know if life's going to change. It may never change. But I lift up my hands because I know one day, one day, I'm going to cross off this life. I'm going to cross into the life where we never grow old. There'll be no sorrow there. No more burden to bear. No more sickness. 
No more pain, no more parting over there. Forever I will be with the one who died for me. What a day! Glorious day that will be. So we can see her day and smile and be happy, not because it's great. I mean, we have literally, and I don't say this to be dramatic, um, we have been fought in every category in our life this year from just pastors. This has been the most difficult year uh, we've ever dealt with as pastors. Um, and then with our, with family, our marriage, life, health, you name it. We've dealt with it this year. So it's not like we sit here today yeah. immune to anything or going, you know, we're just, we feel amazing today because, well, you know, we've dealt with things, but our life has been awesome. I mean, we have dealt with just stuff. And we sit here today with a lot of things unresolved. We didn't wake up this morning and God said, oh, by the way, magic fairy dust, your life has changed. Whoa. I mean, we didn't just buy a lottery ticket. By the way, the lottery is like $373 million. That will buy you some masks. We didn't buy a lottery ticket and win last night. I was two numbers off. No, I'm just joking. So close. <laughs> I was so close, Kate. I was like, come on, Jesus. I'll pay my dies. <laughs> but I don't, we don't hope because things have changed. In fact, we're looking, maybe there are some things that will never change. We give that to the Lord. 1 Peter 5, casting your cares upon him because he cares for you. There's a lot of things we cast every day. Our hope today is not in what we see. Our hope is not in the fact things are going to change. Our hope is in the fact that we know that this life does not define us. That this life may never carry out. This life may never end up as a fairy tale. That I go back and I read scripture and I look at of the original apostles. All of them, except one, died a martyr's death. And the one that didn't die, they tried to kill him. They couldn't. He wouldn't cook. They tried to kill John. They tried to boil him alive, but he wouldn't die. So they banished him to an island. But everybody from the great beloved Peter... Crucified upside down. Andrew crucified. James thrown off a high building. These guys did not die of old age laying in their bed, sipping their uh, morning tea, looking back at the accomplishments of their life. They died deaths, horrible deaths. Horrible. Paul. Went through all kinds of stuff. He was stoned to death in Lystra, dragged outside of the city, dead. Actually had a visitation. He later says it. He gives us the clues. He went to heaven and came back because he said, there's things I saw that I cannot even tell you. Why did he do that? Because he was dead. They drug him outside of the city. He was dead. These guys did not go through this wonderful 21st century television evangelist prosperity message they live difficulty so their hope wasn't in this amazing return on the current investment even paul said everything that's counted gain to me i count as loss 
that I might win Christ. And I think maybe 2020 can remind us we have, we're grasping today for change. We're grasping for any thread of hope. Um, you know, vaccine, is that going to change it? Well, vaccines are bad, but I'm willing to take it because the fact, because we got to get, well, this guy's bad, let's vote this guy in. Well, this guy got voted in, and he's terrible, and our guy that was great is out, so we're, we're, no. No. None of that is true hope. Our hope today lies in the fact that Jesus Christ, A, number one, is still on the throne. Number two, Jesus Christ died, he lived, he died, and rose again. He lives in me. His spirit lives in me. I've got a taste in he of heaven in me. And even in the midst of this, down here in our basement, one of the, I, I say this kind of funny, but one of the hardest things for us, and I say this kind of jokingly, but seriously, one of the difficult things in COVID, and if you don't have small kids, you don't really get it. And we don't have small kids, but they're still younger. We have one teenager, an 11-year-old now, and an 8-year-old. So they're kind of tweeners. One of the hardest things about COVID is the fact your kids are with you literally 24-7. I love my children. I really do. But they are literally with us all the time. <laughs> literally. And because COVID has messed up our biological clocks, they're with us all the way to the time we close our eyes. And when we look at our eyes, guess what? They're right there. God knows I love my kids. But every once in a while, mommy and daddy may need a break. The struggle's real. Uh, is anybody COVID-free that would like to babysit today? We pay good. We pay with love. Uh, no, just joking. That being said, I, I just had to get that off my chest here towards the end. Um, as much as this has been our studio down here in our basement, this has also been our refuge in some of the darkest times this year. Because that's many times where you've come down here in rough moments. There have been times that I've been down here in rough moments. And uh, in those moments, that piece of heaven that we carry called the Holy Spirit when we can connect with God, with His Spirit. Those moments of reprieve, those moments where we can step out of this life and step into the supernatural, doesn't change anything, but it reminds us. If you've never experienced that, my friend, if all you know about God is maybe the, the, the platitudes of religion, or the sayings of scripture, or maybe a, a neat little saying here, or a good song here, and nothing's wrong with that. But if you don't know what it's like to step into God's presence and lose track of time, lose track of where you're at, where you really feel like as if you are being transported to the throne of God, 
standing there in awe. And if you don't think that's possible, the Bible says, come boldly before the throne of grace that you might receive help. If you don't know what it's like to get in the presence of God and transcend space and time where you don't realize you're still in your home, you're still, your feet are still attached to this ground, but there's something in you that's taken over that you're in the Spirit of God so deep that you lose track of where you are. And in those moments, you feel this 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 refuge. The name of the Lord is a strong tower the righteous run into and are safe. If you've never experienced that, that running into the presence of God and surrounding you, there's a song, I think Michael W. Smith says, this is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. It may feel like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. This is how I fight my battles. Do you know how we fought 2020? We're going to fight 2021 and 2022 and 24 and 28 and 30 and 32. It's going to fight it through this. We're going to be surrounded by his presence. We're going to run into the refuge of his presence because it's that place where we find hope. It's that place where we can transcend the fear and the worry and the doubt and the what is and the questions and the shoulda and the woulda and the couldas and the emptiness and the brokenness and all the things that we deal with that we do not have a guarantee it will change. There's not one single verse in this Bible that that promises you a utopic existence in this world. In fact, there are many verses that promise you opposite. One comes to mind that says, In this world you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome this world. Not meaning he's defeated what's in this world to give you utopia here, but he's overcome this world because he's transcended past this world. When he was resurrected, he took the key to death, hell, and the grave. And you and I as believers are promised. That whether it's through death or through the rapture, we have hope. And there's times this year that's all we could grasp a hold of was that hope. And there are going to be times in the next years or so that all we're going to be able to do is grasp hold of that hope. And for those of you that get so caught up into the politics of the day and to the policies of the day and all the stuff going on and and you're so into it I, I can't do this and and all of you that are just caught up in all kinds of stuff that you read and listen about can i be honest with you get your head out of this world pull your head out of the news get your head out of fox cnn msnbc cnbc whatever is your wall street journal washington post Get your head out of all that. Get your head. Lift up your eyes to heaven because that's where true hope lies. All of you that think somehow this, if this guy does this or this person does this or this law's passed or this is that, if you really are sitting there waiting for that to change it, can I break it down to you? It's not going to change because we ultimately live with only one thing. And that's the hope found in Jesus Christ. So here we are at the end of 2020 and we look at where we've come from and where we are and what we look forward to. And we don't look with... I got to be honest with you, 2021 is not shaping up to be that great either. I know I'm not supposed to say that. 
but 2021 doesn't look like it's going to be uh, that amazing. So what do we do? Do we just sit around and wait, hoping somehow through some kind of magic time, things return back to the way they were? There's a lot of families who lost people to COVID. They'll never return back to the way they were. We said it last week. We just, we lost a very good friend last week to COVID. And more people are passing away every day. There are families that will never go back. So what do they do? Yeah, you say, well, you know, my life returns to normal. Great, you do. But what about the people who had to bury a loved one and watch them pass away over the phone because they couldn't be in the room with them because they were detached because of COVID regulations. What about the funerals where only a certain amount of people could be in the room because of COVID where you could not properly celebrate the life of someone? I talked to a funeral director in the middle of this year. I was doing a funeral and I talked to him and he said one of the hardest things they dealt with in the beginning of the year was the graveside restrictions. At one point they could only have two people at a graveside. Well, we know someone that never even had a, a funeral, yeah, we a had memorial service. One of our dear we didn't, members of Antioch West died in the beginning of COVID, and we never got to celebrate his life properly. No. And he was a great guy. And we say all that, what about all those? What about all of that? Oh, yeah, we go back to our life, and things are normal, and it's fine and wonderful. But there's a lot of people that they'll never be the same. Where is their hope lie? If our hope is not in Jesus Christ, we have no hope. But if our hope is in Jesus Christ so that he will change things, that's not hope. Hope transcends this life. And so can I tell you today, we end 2020. I want to share a song with you that was, we must have played it a thousand times. <laughs> yes. Sung it a it literally we sang it we played it it was one of our songs for 2020 we had a bunch but this was one of the ones mm -hmm. and it simply says graves in the gardens he took beauty and made for our ashes and made beauty he took our mourning and gave us joy he took graves and turned them into gardens and he's the only one that can and we sit here today and one thing we can say at the very end, there's only one who can, and that's Jesus Christ. That's another song. I think, uh, is any Zach Williams and Dolly Parton, is that the guy? Zach, what's the just, guy? Just Jesus. Yeah, there was Jesus. Oh, there was Jesus. That's Isn't that the guy's name, Zach? So Zach, not Zach Williams, is it? Zach somebody. I think it is Williams. Is it Williams? I think so. There was Jesus. And it's talking about in the moment, in the darkness, in the in the oh, in the, yeah. the the depths of our life, in oh, the depths. There's Jesus. Good. And uh, like you know what? Just two seconds here. We're done. But I got to show you the lyrics to that because that song. We're gonna play the other one, but the lyrics to this it says, "Every time I tried to make it on my own, every time I tried to stand and start to fall." All those lonely roads that I have traveled on, there was Jesus. 
When the life I built came crashing to the ground, when the friends I have are nowhere to be found, I couldn't see it then, but I can see it now. There was Jesus. In the waiting, in the searching, in the healing, and the hurting. Like a blessed blessing buried in the broken pieces. Every minute, every moment, where I've been and where I'm going, even though I don't know it or couldn't see it, there was Jesus. For this man who needs amazing kind of grace, for forgiveness at a price I couldn't pay. I'm not perfect, so I thank God every day. There was Jesus. On the mountain, in the valley, in the shadows of the alleys, in the fire and the flood, always is and always was. No, I never walk alone. You're always there. There was Jesus. Can I tell you today, there is, there was, and there will always be Jesus. Amen. And so we have hope in 2021 because he's already in 2021. He already knows the end from the beginning. And 2021, I hate to break it to you, it might be worse than 2020. I know it's hard to believe anything can be worse than 2020, but it could be. But that doesn't change hope. Hope is not in the White House, a lab where they're creating another cure for the vaccine. Our hope lies in Jesus Christ. Father, we thank you. We pause now and just want to say thank you for your grace and your mercy and your love that has sustained us this year. Through all of our ups and downs, through every peak and every valley, we thank you for your grace that has sustained us. Father, today we are inundated. We're just surrounded. We're crushed with questions, with fear, with worry, with doubt of what tomorrow brings, of what our current situation has given us but Lord we know your word is promised and you have proven us time and time again that you're with us you never leave us nor forsake us and that father even if things don't change that doesn't determine our hope because our hope lies in you so, Father, today I speak that you would open up our eyes, that we would get a revelation of true hope. That true hope does not lie in this life, but true hope lies in you and the life you've promised to come. You promised and told us of the difficulties we were to face in this life. You told us of the hardships we were to face. You never promised us that we would die old and retired and Looking back on a life filled with all kinds of accomplishments, you never promised that. You said it was appointed unto man once to die, and after that the judgment. Whether we die at 100 or we die at 10, whether we die of natural causes or we die of an accidental death, none of that determines our hope. Our hope lies in you, Father. So open our eyes today that we can see that hope and we can be reminded of that hope, that you are that hope. And Father, right now, those that are still the holidays are starting to wear off. Christmas is finished and we're starting to face again the reality that the holidays brought us a moment of relief, but yet now we are stuck 
in the same place we were before the holidays began and that sinking feeling is starting to creep back into us again. In that moment, I pray your spirit would penetrate into our hearts and those who have never experienced your power and your presence, that you would manifest yourself even now as we pray, that your spirit would be loosed upon them and they would be and your presence would manifest them and surround them. And as they call out to you, that you would wrap them in your arms and they would feel your love and their presence like they've never felt before. Father, I thank you. Thank you for your love, your grace. But more importantly today, I thank you that we can have hope in you. And that that hope sustains us, keeps us, and guides us. We thank you today. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. There's a song we'd like to share with you at the closing. It says, I've searched the world, but it couldn't fill me. Because there is but one, and that's Jesus Christ. Thank you for joining us today. We're so glad that you have been able to stay with us today. We love each and every one of you. We pray that you have a safe new year. And uh, as we come to the end of 2020, to all our Antioch West family, we love you very, very much. Very much. We miss you. And Terribly. we will see you again. I promise. Not just like this. Really yes. in the flesh. And Kate is going to give every one oh, of you yes. a hug. Whether you want it or not. Absolutely. <laughs> All of you are going to get hugs. Uh, we're just going to have a hug line. She's going to stand yes. there and line you up. Oh, and just hug. yes. Let's do it. Uh, so can't wait for that to happen. But in the meantime, stay safe, stay healthy, yes. and let God's grace guide you to the hope that is within you. Every spirit. day. Every day. Every day. Amen. God love you. Love you. I love you. Thank you for joining us. But don't get off. You gotta listen to this song. If oh, you've listened so to it, you gotta listen to it again. I'm telling <laughs> you, I've every time it's been like a thousand times. But every time I listen to it, it still just rings true. God Thank bless you. Favorite. There's no right at home, no Tuesday talks. The next time you will see us will be next Sunday morning. So twenty twenty one. Here we come. Yeah.